The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hi, I'm former Buffalo Bills wide receiver Don Beebe, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellows on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hey, Bills fans. Welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and the Bills season, the NFL season, kicks off in less than a week. And in just a couple of days, we're going to get our first game of the NFL season. It's crazy. It's here. It's been just a weird off season and preseason, but we're finally here, guys. We are within distance. We're we're within we we can, it's palpable. You can feel the NFL season here. And uh it's going to be an exciting episode for you guys. We're we're going to discuss um some things having to do with the Bills season, some outlook items, some things that we want the Bills to improve on in 2020, and some things that we want the Bills to continue to do well from 2019. We are going to discuss some giveaways that we have. We have some really cool giveaways that we've never done before in this podcast that I want to discuss with you guys and make you all aware of. And uh, let's just get right into it. Um, Crazy, it's so good to talk to my co-hosts, Mike and John. These are the fellas that are going to be joining me every week of the regular season when we do our podcast recaps after every game and i'd like to yeah welcome mike and john fellas it's so good to talk to you how are you doing great i this is i can't wait for the season to start i feel like we've had well we had it wait an extra five weeks there haven't been any preseason games obviously they would have counted but like it just feels like that much longer just to get to a game i, I just can't wait I'm excited to be here, Nate. The the football season's upon us. I disagree with John because the preseason sucks. It's all that hype. And then you watch the star players for, what, one series? It's always a letdown. They should just do away with it. Well, they Nate? Did, they, did, 
they did do away with it this year. Well, permanently. Oh yeah, Perma- yeah, yeah, permanently. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, it, it just felt weird because we didn't have that like whole timeline. It's like okay, training camp starts, and then two weeks after that, the first preseason game or the Hall of Fame game starts before that, and then the preseason game week one, and then week two, week three, week four. And there's roster cutdowns, like two or three different roster cuts down this season. It was just like training camp starts, and then roster cut down, and now we're in the regular season. We just didn't have that like timeline within our head of this than that. It'd be like if there was no Monday through Friday and all of a sudden you went from Monday to Saturday, <laughs> you know, it's just, Hey, wait, wait, wait. Normally we go through Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday sucks, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, or, eh. and then Friday is amazing. But no, we just got right to Saturday. So it's cool, man. It's, it's just, just crazy that, you know, fall's coming and the season's coming and that we're, we're legitimately talking about Bill's football. We're not, and we're actually not worried. Is there even going to be a season? There's been an outbreak cases everywhere. And we're, Literally, this is this is going to happen. We're going to be there in week one. So let's do a quick, just so you know, everyone in our podcast network has been doing a phenomenal job all offseason, all preseason, and they're going to keep everything going throughout the regular season. Um, we're not going to talk a lot about surprise cuts or about uh, guys making the 53-man roster or the practice squad or anything like that. Um, if you want to hear that information, uh, the Believe podcast and Breaking Buffalo Rumblings, did some really great episodes where they cover everything in depth as far as that concerns. And uh, I would just direct you guys to that because uh, we're, we might talk about it organically, but we're not going to specifically talk about um, any of those players uh, as far as uh, being cut goes. But I did want to bring up something interesting as far as some signings and, and, and some cuts went. And that is that has to do with uh, undrafted free agent rookie running back, Antonio Williams. Now, Antonio Williams was signed when UDFAs were signed right after the draft. And then, you know, he was on the roster. He was cut a few weeks ago. And then he was signed back on just a few days ago. And then he was released again (laughs) when they brought players down to the 53-man roster. And this isn't to laugh just that he got released, but then he was brought back on. And it was just... It was just what a what a whirlwind that guy has gone through because when he got signed back, I'm like, oh, this guy's this guy's they, they brought him back for a reason. He's going to make the roster somehow, and then he didn't. He got cut, and I thought maybe he was going to replace T.J. Yeldon or something like that. He did not, and uh, then they brought him back eventually. It just reminded me of that office episode where Michael Scott's talking about getting a vasectomy. And- when you said that you might want to have kids, and I wasn't so sure who had the vasectomy reversed. And then when you said you definitely didn't want to have kids, who had to reverse back? Snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. You have no idea the physical toll the three vasectomies have on a person. And it also reminded me, now, this has to do with you, John and Mike, because we all have a mutual friend. His name is Chris. And right after college, so when we graduated college several years ago, uh, the economy sucked. There were no job openings. Each of us, I want to say each of us, took a few months to find an actual full-time job coming out of college or at least like a legitimate job. Like some of us had like, you know, part-time jobs or whatever just to get through, but it was nothing like the jobs that we have now. And I remember Chris got a job offer from this prominent company in Western New York area. I won't give that company's name away because it's like a fortune 1000 company or whatever. Everyone's heard of it. And um, he was so excited. He's like, you could do like a sounds like, (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. Okay, so sounds like Ray checks. State checks. <laughs> State <Okay>. checks. 
um, May checks. So, <laughs> so he gets, he gets a job opportunity. He gets a job offer that day. Uh, you know, he interviewed, blah, blah, blah. went through a few different rounds of interviews too. It wasn't just one, got the job, comes in f- that day for orientation, you know, talks with HR, goes to the next stage, talks to the next people he has to. And then someone comes in and is like, Hey, just so you know, um, we actually hired more people than we needed to. And since you were the one that was literally just hired today, we're going to have to let you go. <laughs> and so within an hour of starting his new job, he was let go. <laughs> and he like, well, we'll pay you till noon. But which I'm just like, wow, thanks. Like that <laughs> way to throw me a bone on that one. <laughs> and uh, I just remember thinking this reminded me of Antonio Williams, the way Antonio Williams was re-signed back after being cut just, uh, you know, a few, uh, like a week or so ago and being re-signed, probably thinking like, man, sweet, finally got a job. And then that all happened. You put that on your resume, like September 1st, 2005 to September 1st, 2005. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Do you, do you <laughs> what would you, if you were like a financial analyst, like financial analyst for one day, <laughs> I just, yeah. In fairness to Chris, though, are we using his real name? I can't remember. Yeah, Chris, don't use his last name. Okay. He won't listen. No, I, I didn't know if we were calling him Stan or something. No, okay. Chris. Though, didn't, I mean, everybody interviewed there. It was tough to get his foot in the door. Did you interview there? Yeah. <laughs> you don't remember this story? It was like the first, because it's so, so big around here, right? Like, if you're not, a STEM major or direct if your your undergrad degree didn't directly translate to a specific job as many of ours do not I think basically everyone interviewed there um, and it was like you said multiple rounds <laughs> <laughs> what happened to your interview Mike <laughs> do you remember this story oh, yeah. I got to the final thing um, and Nowadays, you look on the internet like, oh, what you know all the questions in advance, right? Like, tell me a time you went through a difficult situation, the whatever they're called, the behavioral type questions, right? But at the time, like, I didn't really practice and didn't know what to expect. So when they said, like, oh, what is your weakness? <laughs> My weakness was I don't like change. <laughs> I don't deal well with with doing things differently. <laughs> Learning them, if I learn it one way, like that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I Meanwhile, paychecks, right? Like they're changing every quarter. <laughs> the tax law, the forms, the every year minimum, if not every quarter. So props to Chris for getting through that uh, interview process. I don't think Chris overthought it like you did. <laughs> it's just it's, it's like, true that I was too honest. You're too honest. Much too honest. Much too honest. What's funny is the younger that you are, because we were we were just out of college, like you you should be the least rigid you've ever been. Like you don't know anything. So you just be like, yeah, do whatever, you know, just just give me something and I'll figure it out. Not like you sounded like you were right about to retire. (laughs) If they bring in one more different software to this company, I swear to God. I'm out. I'm out. I am done. You are not bringing SAP into this. I've done spreadsheets since the 70s. So um, 
Well, so that that is great. You did bring that up on one podcast. Now we're talking like two or three years ago. Oh, really? I don't even know if we were a part of Buffalo Rumblings at the at the time. So that is that was a great story. That was one of my favorite interview stories. Should I tell mine? Yeah, please. Tell, okay, okay. So again, is this, is this the time we we had jobs working in the warehouse, and you you were my ride there, <laughs> you were my ride to the place of business and home after the place of business, and. <laughs> midway through the second day you're just like yeah i'm sick i'm going home <laughs> and that was the last time i ever saw you at that job <laughs> oh that that sounds really bad when you say it like that no that wasn't the, that wasn't the meat house that wasn't the meatpacking frozen warehouse <laughs> job that we had in the summer of college no that wasn't that one. That I, I asked you. I said I was feeling sick. I asked you if it was okay if I left. Are you gonna get a ride home? And you're like, yeah, I'll get, I'll get my dad. Don't worry, don't worry. You can't say now on the podcast that I really let you out to dry. It could be like, oh, I'll just. I think I even said like I'll leave the truck with you or something. So I don't give the listeners a reason to think that I just back out of everything. But I'll leave the truck with you. I'll just be puking. <laughs> the, the shift was 15 hours, so it was like. <laughs> The second hour of the second day, like oh, I'll just be puking over in the weeds for the next ten hours. <laughs> they were ridiculously long shifts. Like no, like manual labor for fifteen hours is a long shift, especially when you're lifting like eighty pound boxes over your head. You know, it's insane. Yeah, and the chicken blood is like just dripping oh, inside yeah. your clothes. Oh yeah, it's freezing when it hits your skin because you're so cold. There's nothing like going. Plus, we had like the C shift, right? So there's well, because it was 15 hours the B and the C shift. So there's nothing like coming out of and like part of the A. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a D shift? We we got the, yeah. It probably was. We were we got the D shift. It was the B plus C plus part of the A. So there was <laughs> there's nothing like dressing up in like five different layers in the middle of July on your way into a shift because you know you're going to be in a frozen foods warehouse for roughly 15 hours. So, no my my interview and we I promise to all the listeners we will talk Buffalo Bills at some point, but this is all going to be deleted. This is all, yeah. Yeah. Um this my interviewing and we've all had the thing about like interviewing is that unless you've done it, you're really not that good at it until you've been doing it for a while. Especially unless you have experience, because once you have experience, like most of your experience talks for yourself. Like you get to a job interview and they're just like, you know, you've been doing this for five years. You know, do you still like, do you still want to do it? And you're like, yes. And they're like, okay, we, we'll, we'll hire you. You know, like at some point your resume speaks for itself. But when you're just out of college, like you don't know anything. And I was interviewing at, at a place that I think it was like Niagara Falls or Buffalo. that was uh, a recycling plant. And at the end, like they showed me all these different recycling processes that they do and whatever, whatever. And I don't think anyone's dream is to work in a recycling plan. Just like out of college, like you have the biggest dreams and hopes, like I want to do this and that. And then you realize that like there's only like like two of those jobs out there. And then like you have to you have to make do with the jobs that are actually out there. But I since I was in college, I'm just like they're like, Oh, what do you want to do uh after college? What they're really looking for me to say is I would like a job I would like a career in recycling and learning how to how to work in a recycling plant and help processes and whatever. And instead I'm like, oh, I'd like to work in like nanotechnology and robots <laughs> and, and you know, helping, you know, I was talking to this one professor, you know, UB, and he was talking about this and that. That sounded really cool. 
And he must have been thinking in his head, oh, you mean like the stuff that has absolutely nothing to do with what we do? <laughs> so I learned a lesson that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, back to Buffalo Bills. That just reminded me of the Antonio Williams um, signing, releasing, signing, releasing, signing, releasing. So um, let's go into the 2020 outlook of the NFL season. Now, whenever you look into a new Bills season, you look into things, mostly mostly we all look into the things that we want to improve, things that we want either specific players to improve upon, things that we want the team, maybe the offense or the defense specifically or the coaching staff to improve upon. And then there's also things that don't get talked about, things that we take for granted, things that we want the Bills to continue from 2019. Now, there are some obvious things, but then there are some things that's like, hey, you know, just because they had a top five defense doesn't mean they're going to definitely have a top five defense. Again, we may think they will. I think the odds are in that favor, but there's other things that we can keep the same, that we'd like to keep the same from 2019 to 2020. And I'll go first. Um, One of the things that I'd really like to keep the same from 2019 to 2020, and I'm really hoping it does stay the same, is the luck that the Bills have had in injuries. Now, the Bills were bottom five in injuries, from 2019, which means that they lost the least amount. Now, this is all coming from Man Games Lost NFL at Man Games at uh, Man Games Lost NFL, <laughs> and the bu- the Buffalo Bills were fourth fourth least games missed by injured players. So Pittsburgh was number five. Buff- Buffalo was number four with 121 games missed by injured players. The Rams were 119. Chicago Bears 110, and Minnesota with only 76. Now, I think that you could say without a doubt, I mean, the luck that you have in injuries equates to how well you do during the season, how well you win games, how especially the players that you're losing. If you're losing your starting quarterback for four games, that means so much more than potentially losing, you know, a special teamer. That goes without saying. I know that's obvious, but the Bills were very fortunate last season by losing the fourth least games due to injured players. And if you think about it, man, they, they really didn't lose a lot on defense. I mean, you, t- you talk about the Bills just recently re-signed Tredavious White. You talk about losing Tredavious White for a four-game stretch. I mean, that's that's huge. You know, you're talking about a different defense completely. So um, that's one thing that I'd like the Bills to stay the same from 2019 to 2020. I'm really hoping that there is no gr- regression to the mean in that sense. And luckily, I think that Brandon Bean... And the front office have built a really deep team roster-wise that if they do lose um, certain players, it won't kill them and crush them. But uh, like I mentioned, Travis White is one of them. So, Mike, what do you think? What's one of the uh, the things that you'd want the Bills to keep the same from 2019 and bring it into 2020? It's got to be McDermott's aggressiveness, Nate. Uh, they were fourth in the league last year going for it at the end of either half when the game still mattered, right? Um, and it just as a fan, you love to see it. As somebody watching the games, you love to see it because so often over the last decades, the Bills have just played not to lose, you know, when they were ahead. So it's nice when they're behind, you feel like they're always in it. And when they're ahead, they still have their foot on the gas. So I'd like to see more of the same. No reason to think that won't be the case. And you know, the good thing about that is that's actually something that I would argue was improved upon from 2018 to 2019 
for Sean McDermott. He was a very conservative coach. You know, everyone always points back to the the blizzard game, the snow game in 2018 when the Bills, or I'm sorry, 2017 when the Bills ended the drought. That's what I meant, 2017 to 2018. And, you know, he punted when the game was on the line and people were like, oh, great. Now it's just like Dick Duran. It's just like, you know, all the other coaches that had come before, like you mentioned, Mike, they were just too conservative, defensive-minded head coaches. Oh, great, we got another one. To Sean McDermott's credit, he's improved upon that, and I think that it it's helped the Bills overall. It all goes back to his whole growth mindset, and I think he looks at himself and says, hey, you know, I've, I've improved in these areas, and or these are areas I can improve on. John, John, what about you? What's one thing that you'd like to keep the same from 2019 to 2020? Make the playoffs again, right? They they did it two of the last three years. Before that, there was a super long drought. They got to they keep got to keep going back so they have a chance to advance further. Do it again. Yep, I like it. I love it. You summed it up perfectly. All right, now let's go into one thing that we want to improve from 2019 to 2020. And I think mine. I'll go first. I think mine just has to be the Josh Allen deep ball. Allen was ranked 24th out of 25 possible quarterbacks that had at least 40 attempts of passes of 20 or more yards from the line of scrimmage. And that's just something that has to improve this season. Um, He actually did it slightly better in 2018 than he did in 2019. And it sounds like something he's been working on a lot this offseason with Jordan Palmer, his quarterback coach. And I think that with the addition of Stephon Diggs, another year with John Brown, and the addition of Gabriel Davis, guys that are that can get down the field, that can make contested catches, I think that's going to help Josh Allen a lot. And I think that, you know, we talked about Sean McDermott's growth mindset. I think Josh Allen is one of those few quarterbacks that improves from year to year. At least it, it appears he has from 2018 to 2019. And I'm thinking he's going to improve. How much between 2019 and 2020? It has yet to be seen. But I think he has the ability to, I mean, how many times, you guys know our first year on this podcast before we were part of Buffalo Rumblings was the Tyrod Taylor season in 2017. And it was like, can he can he progress to another, can he get to another stage within his development? And he just never could. And we'd had so many quarterbacks before that. I mean, I love Fitzy, and he's probably my favorite quarterback since Bledsoe and, and Flutie, but... Um, you know, I don't think he improved a ton from year to year. I think he just was what he was. And sometimes that would help you win. And sometimes it didn't. So uh, I, I think that's something that, that Josh Allen can improve on. And I think that's something that he will. I don't know if it'll be enough to, you know, I, I'm sure he won't be 24th out of 25 quarterbacks, but um, will he be middle of the pack, which I think is where we want him to be um, with players. Like, I mean, you look at the top 10, you're, lo- you're talking about Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, guys like that. So um, he just needs to be on that on that side of the average. So, uh, what about you, Mike? What's one thing that you'd like to see the Bills improve upon from 2019 to 2020? I'll keep the theme going of focusing on a specific player. For me, it's Dawson Knox. Um, your point with Josh Allen is very well taken. Right as a quarterback, he certainly plays a much bigger role so an improvement there is going to help the team out a lot more but Dawson Knox he dropped 26 percent of the catchable balls that were thrown his way um, last year led all tight ends with 10 drops so just a little improvement would make a tremendous difference we've all 
watched when he actually, when he gets the ball in his hands, how he trucks guys over and just sat in awe. Like it's it's a thing to behold. So if we could get him catching the balls, <laughs> I think we'd we'd have a much better twenty twenty. Yeah, when people always talk about the weapons and you know the offensive weapons, I feel like they always gloss over Dawson Knox. And if you listen to our interview with Joe Biscalia of the Athletic, he is extremely high on Dawson Knox. Now I mentioned to him how you know tight ends usually take for three to five years to really come into their own, and he's saying that Dawson Knox is is within reason to become a, a top 10 tight end sooner rather than later, at least in his estimation, what he's seen on film. Obviously, he studies more film than we do because we don't study any, but we see the games, we we watch what's going on in the field, and he definitely struggled with keeping. It was so funny because I feel like it was one of those Scott Chandler things. Like, remember when Scott, like the balls would hit Scott Chandler right in the hands, he would drop them? I feel like Dawson Knox kind of picked up where Scott Chandler left off in that. And Scott Chandler would only do it if it was like third and five and he got like a pass for seven yards and he hit him right in the hands. He would just stone hands it. But but then, you know, with Dawson Knox, he would make these amazing catches, like one-handed grabs over the shoulder. So, like, he can do it. It's just a matter of doing it consistently. And I always worry with, like, what I mentioned with Joe, too, and, and my point was I thought that the tight end room was kind of thin depth-wise. And I I really love Dawson Knox as a prospect, but he's just raw at this point. And we talk about, you know, the amount of reps that Josh Allen took in college. I mean, he took half the amount of, or he's had half the amount of attempts as like a Baker Mayfield in college. So he's coming into the NFL so much more raw than than Baker Mayfield did. And you talk about Dawson Knox, who had like 39 catches in his career at Ole Miss. And... And you're just talking about, you know, the 10,000 hours rule. How long does it take for you to become world-class at something? He just has to make up that more, much more time, in my opinion. I think he can make improvements this season. So if you look at his stats from this last season, he had 28 receptions for 388 yards and two touchdowns. Now, you know, touchdowns are kind of fluky. They're not necessarily, I mean, a guy could have, you know, eight touchdowns and 400 yards receiving, right? But if he, if he just improves his statistics 30%, now you're talking... 37 receptions, 504 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, he goes from being like ranked 23rd in the league in tight ends to like a top 15 tight end, which is where you want him to be and to hopefully continue to progress to be like a top 10, top five tight end. So I, I, I love that one, Mike. I think I think that uh, that one, I think Dawson Knox has gotten overlooked a lot this preseason. I don't think they've talked about him a lot in training camp. So, uh, so yeah, that's a good one. John, what about you? How are you going to end this? Uh, improvement of the Bills from 2019 to 2020? Well, I mean, I'm going to keep it simple. I mean, to improve, you want to win the division. You want to win some playoff games. And, hey, how about a Super Bowl, right? As far as the division is concerned, the Patriots are vulnerable. Obviously, they lost Brady, but they've also lost the defensive pieces. It's possible that the biggest obstacle for the division could be Miami. Wow, that's crazy to think. And then the, the, the Patriots just lost their offensive line coach, who is one of the best offensive line coaches in NFL history, they, there's a lot that they've lost. And, you know, this will be a really test, a, a big test for Bill Belichick and, and to see if the Bills, the Bills winning the AFC East. Now that's a good one. I mean, you mentioned the Super Bowl and them winning a playoff game, which which is definitely the way that this team wants to trend. But just winning the AFC East, the step before even winning a playoff game, I mean, that's that's a huge win, even in a Tom Brady-less uh, Patriots team. So 
Um, I just wanted to mention a couple of giveaways. So first off, before we go into our giveaways for the podcast, Anthony Marino, the host of the Breaking Buffalo Rumblings podcast, is doing this really cool survivor pool for the American Cancer Society. If you check him out on Twitter, at AnthMarino, his pinned tweet is a way to become part of the survivor pool. I'm part of the survivor pool. They're doing some giveaways. Um, You guys should get on it. Go against me and Anthony and Matt Perino and um, all Del Reed and all these other guys that are that are part of this survivor pool that are that are helping you know uh, raise money for the American Cancer Society. It's a great cause. I suggest you all be a part of it if you can. If you're on Twitter, find it that way. I'm going to do a quick T Public plug for our T Public site. Um, we have uh, our graphic designer Nick has been doing a phenomenal job lately. He just released six new designs. Um, one of them being a Tredavious White design. Now, we actually have three different versions of it. Tredavious White just got extended for another five years. He's with us as a Buffalo Bill through the 2025 season, which I know a lot of Bills fans are now looking into Trey White jerseys because you're always wondering, are they going to get past that rookie contract? Can I actually buy the jersey or not? You can absolutely buy the jersey as of now, and you can buy a Tredavious White t-shirt from our T Public site. So we have three different versions. We have a no-fly zone Trey White shirt. We have a Takeaway Trey, Tredavis White shirt, and then we have a Save the Day Trey, Tredavis White shirt. So a Save the Day Trey is just specific to our podcast, which is something that we've always said because how often does Tredavis White save the day with a pick to either change the momentum of a game or to actually end the game and win it for us? So we have the Tredavis White shirt. We have an OJ Simpson social distancing shirt, which is you know all these, and I'm, I really appreciate any of you that have been purchasing these shirts because it's been doing really well. Um, so our T Public site is actually on sale. If you go to tpublic.com/stores/ctwpod, just like circling the wagons pod, like our Twitter handle, um, you can see all these shirts that are on sale uh, for thirty five percent off. So you're talking thirteen dollars shirts, eight dollar masks. We also do masks in all of our designs, and thirty five dollar hoodies. I mean, it's just a great price. Um, we also have all of our regular designs that have all of our best sellers, like the Josh Allen hurling the haters shirt, our Sean McDermott trust the process shirt, and uh, many more Stefan Diggs shirts. I mean, we have everything at our T Public store, so please check it out: tpublic.com/stores/ctwpod. Now, we normally do a giveaway within the podcast. Our John Brown signed jersey giveaway is back again this week, but. I have a really cool giveaway I'd like to discuss with you guys. It is from one of our followers on Instagram and a, a place that you know I followed back. It is a phenomenal store. It's called Graham Woodworking. So Graham is spelled G-R-A-H-M, A-H-A-M, Woodworking. And uh, Chris over here does just some phenomenal custom finishings and home decor. They're all wooden. He does all sorts of custom one-of-a-kind pieces that will last you a lifetime. I just ordered a wooden anniversary sign that was my family's name um, and our wedding date on it for my wife. Um, She loves it. We put it in our dining room above our wedding photos. My mother-in-law just came by uh, last week, and she commented on it randomly. I wasn't even asking about it. She said how much she liked it. I mean, it is some really cool stuff. He does, like, game pieces. You have to check out his Instagram account. I mean, he just has everything on there. I mean, he does... uh, and so so just going into the thing that he's giving away, he's giving away a 24 by 16 Bill's cutting board that is is something that he sells on his site for $200. And he's, and he's giving it away on the podcast. The only thing that you have to do to win 
this Bill's $200 24x16 walnut cutting board is to follow Graham Woodworking on Instagram, follow us on Instagram, and I'm going to post a picture of the finished cutting board that he gave me three or four really, really sweet, do people still say sweet? Really, really awesome pictures that I'm going to post. You're going to like them, tag two Bills fans, friends of yours, and we're going to announce a winner in, in two weeks on Instagram. So follow us on Instagram too, by the way, if you're not already. It's ctwpod, just like our Twitter handle, just like Facebook, just like everything. ctwpod, like circling the wagons pod. And like I mentioned, Chris's stuff is pretty cool. He does like game pieces. I see he has different themes. I saw he did like an Avengers uh, dining room table. He had a Wu Tang Clan symbol um, um, coffee table. I mean, these people give him these ideas, and he just he doesn't make things in bulk. He does the, all these really cool custom designs. So. Want to thank him for reaching out to us and coming up with the idea for the giveaway. Want to thank his cousin, Mike, who's an avid podcast listener, for putting us in touch with Chris and uh, helping to get this to get this going. And the winner of the black signed Bill's John Brown jersey is, this one's going to be a tough one to pronounce, H-S-J-D-K-E-N-A-G-A-G-X. Now that is the longest review handle or Twitter handle or whatever it is. So I'm really hoping that person, it looks like that person just laid on the keyboard. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It looks like they just put their fingers on the home keys and were just like, bah, 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 bah. here's my username. So if you are H-S-J-D-K-E-N-A-G-A-G-X, you have won a signed black John Brown jersey and uh, you just have to email us, ctwpod at gmail.com. Uh, DM us on Twitter at ctwpod on Instagram or Facebook. And let us know. Give us your address. And we'll send that John Brown signed jersey to you. And if you're new to our podcast, you're not sure how you get in the running for our weekly podcast giveaways, you have to leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. And from there, uh, just mention CTW Pod or Circling the Wagons somewhere in the review description, and mention one of our one of our many amazing podcasts on the podcast network as well, and you will automatically be in the running. Um, definitely want to give those guys credit; they do a phenomenal job. And uh, yeah, so that's all you have to do. So this week, and if you, by the way, you also have to listen every week too, because um, if the person who won the, and I'm not even going to say their username again because it's such a mouthful. Uh, if that person uh, doesn't get back to us within a week, then the drawing goes on to the next person. So you have to listen every week. There have been many people that haven't, that have left reviews and that haven't listened every week and they've missed out on some really cool stuff. So, uh, so yeah. So if you are new to the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network, or if this is your first time even listening to a podcast within the network, Mike, John, and I, so all the people that you hear tonight on this podcast, we do post-game recaps throughout the entire regular season for Buffalo Rumblings. So every single every single week after every single game, whether it's on Sunday, Monday, Thursday night, whatever it is, you guys are going to hear our voices later that night or early the next morning discussing the Bills, breaking it down. We're going to go over our plays of the game. We're going to go over our wall of famers, wall of shamers. We're going to talk about the game ad nauseum and break down things that frustrated us, things that we really liked. And uh, it's just a fun time. We we have a lot. If you, we I know we talked about twenty minutes today about like build, just different job interviews that we do. We don't necessarily go into that much, uh, that many. 
I guess we don't skew into different topics that much, but we always like to talk about relevant uh, things in, in, in pop culture and media. We try to relate it to the Buffalo Bills as often we can. That's one of the things that I enjoy about our podcast, and I think that we do that a lot of people don't do. So if you enjoyed anything about tonight, you will really enjoy our podcast recaps. So I think we covered it. I think we're all really looking forward to the season. We did schedule predictions at the beginning of when, whenever they released the schedule back after the draft. And I think we had the Bills going 12-4. and four. I did a poll on Twitter. About 94% of Bills fans have the Bills going 10-6 and six or better. <laughs> so, I mean, optimism is high within Bills fans. I'm really excited. I can't wait to figure out what I'm going to do week one for the Bills game, who I'm going to watch it with, what I'm going to cook, what I'm going to drink, what we're going to eat. I hope you guys are all excited about it. So, until we talk again after week one of the Bills, after the Bills hopefully beat the Jets in Bills Stadium, for John, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. For Mike, I can't wait. Go Bills. And for me, Nate, go Bills. Hopefully we're 1-0, and and I think we'll be 1-0 and the next time we talk to you. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills.